0: This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. Did you see the Dan Lebitard interview with Tua? Yes. All right, let's uh, let's get into uh, Tua. At um listen. Um I watched most of I, I think I saw all the interviews that were posted with Tua. Uh, pretty much most of them were lame, you know. Uh, You didn't really learn a damn thing from it. It was kind of awkward, the subway thing that he had to do. Two is not really the guy to, you know, because he's kind of a straight and arrow in, in that kind of. He is a straight and arrow guy. So he's not really going to be Mr. Personality, you know. And I don't mean anything bad by it, but that's just not his thing. It's like Russell Wilson. It's, you know, Tim Tebow. It's. They're not really going to have these kind of personalities that are going to try to connect with people and all that kind of stuff because they're so reserved. Derek Jeter, you know. Did you see Derek Jeter in the Super Bowl? Oh, would you like? Oh, I don't know. This is kind of out of my – I'm like, get used to it. Get used to a guy that they're going to bring on that has no freaking opinion. It's like, why do you bring people on this way? You know, it's like if you can't do the job, then don't hire them, dude. You know what I'm saying? And certain guys, they really shouldn't be an analysts or anything because if they can't critique what's going on, then it's not really going to help. You you just can't be kissing everybody's ass cuz everything's not great. I love the heat to death. I love Pat Riley. I love the Arison family. They're fantastic. But I'm going to tell you, they've lost their fastball lately. They have made a bunch of bad decisions lately. And the coaching and everything, they've still been able to actually make some noise in the playoffs, which has been amazing. But I credit that to the coaches. But the front office and the ownership group, eh, they haven't done a good enough job lately. They could have done a lot better. And they've done a lot of bad decisions. Got to be, you got to be objective about this. You know what I'm saying? If not, you can't do the job. And, you know, I saw Derek Jeter yesterday. Like, well, I don't know. It's kind of out of my wheelhouse, this, that, whatever. What, did you live under a freaking rock, bro? Just make a pick. Who gives a shit? You're so worried about pissing somebody off. Don't do this job because you're going to piss people off. That's the way it goes. Everybody wants to hear good about themselves, but then when they disagree with you, then that's the part that you don't want to hear. Sorry, but that's kind of the way it goes. This is the game we play. So. Uh It's digital. I thought it was diggable. It's digital. How come what I what did I say diggable? Hmm. Is it? Damn. My bad. Uh. Oh dude, it's diggable planets. Yeah, it's diggable planets. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you doing this to me? You, you trying to trying to screw with me? It's diggable planets, bro. Not digital. If you're gonna wreck me, information, man. <laughs> I was gonna say it's diggable planets, digital underground, right? Right. It is digital underground. Yes. But it is diggable planets. Okay. Just this this uh this dude here is trying to correct me and he doesn't know he doesn't know it himself. Probably doesn't even know the music. Anyway. Yeah, I, I got it read. It's the other guy we gotta correct. He thinks uh it's digital. Oh, how do you like Madonna's new look? Oh, It is fantastic. She looks so hot, you know. And to think I I was back in the day, oh my God, in the 80s, I love Madonna. Oh, I love Madonna. I thought she was an absolute and total smoke show back in those days. Man, yes, big time. For a player who's only 23, Tyler Hero misses a lot of games. How come we don't consider him injury-prone? No, he is injury-prone. He is injury-prone. Definitely injury-prone. Oh, what you drinking there? Flipper, what do you think? I'm drinking whiskey and, you know, all kinds of, uh, 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 I don't know, it's doused with all kinds of uh, liquor and drugs and everything because that's what you guys want to hear. I, I never understand that. Yes, go ahead. No, I was going to say, if they wait 30 more minutes, you start slurring. It's almost that time of the show. Yeah, exactly. just got to wait to have another swig or two. And then we're to have a swig or two. Ready to rock. Uh, let's see. Madonna now looks like the cockroach guy from Men in Black, the first movie. Anyway, let me get back to Tua. All right, so Tua ends up canceling. All him, the rest of his interviews on Radio Row. Um, I watched them all. I watched Lebatard's interview, which was, listen, Lebby and the guys, they do all kinds of wacky shit. They love uncomfortable radio. That's kind of what it, you know, a thing that they do, right? And obviously a lot of silliness. People love that shit, dude. That, that show's a monster. It's got a hell of a following, okay? And they like that. Is it my style? No, it's not my style. Okay, was it kind of silly? Oh, uh, if you died, you would have uh, sued Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins for, you know, for murder or whatever. And just silly shit. You know what I'm saying? That's all just silly bullshit. But that's kind of what they do. That's who they are. You know what I'm saying? But it was a terrible interview overall. And I, I saw all the other ones and they were without naming names, lame, terrible, you know. Up in Adams, I guess uh, it was uh, a little bit more of a, um, a lively conversation, but not really any substance in there. And not that I'm expecting that much substance. But here's the, this is why I told you guys and he even mentioned that he, he could have been ready for the Pro Bowl, but he was like, well, the next football activity I'm going to do is not Dolphins related. So it was more about being, you know, the next football activity, be a Dolphins related thing. But I told you guys, why would he want to go to the Pro Bowl anyways? Because it's all going to be about one question, the concussions. You know, the Yahoo guy was started off like, okay, what's the one question you're tired of asking so we could get out of the way? And then he mentioned the concussion thing. But all the interviews were lame. They really provided no insight. They weren't really helping Tua. Okay? So I'm glad he canceled all the interviews, including the Florio one, because Florio and Sims don't deserve the interview anyway. They've been bashing the kid for a couple of years now. And now you want to bring him on and you know act all chummy with him and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, downplay how negative you've been towards the kid and all that. And and remember, we got a lot of people like those guys who were wrong about Tua. But now, since they were wrong that he couldn't play and now he can play, well, now they'll jump on the injury thing. And that's all that it was going to be. So you're just better off doing one interview where you address the the concussion thing and you move on. And everybody gets the one answer and you turn the corner and you just move forward. You know what I mean? Because whether it was Adams talking about, well, are, are you looking at things different? Like, are you going to, you know, because you're a father. And it's, you know, everybody wants to, like, scare you into retirement. They make it sound like he's the first guy with a couple of concussions. There's been lots of guys that have had a couple of concussions in a season. And then they went on to play and have a terrific career. And there's a guy in Sidney Crosby who plays hockey, which is an incredible contact sport. And he's had seven, eight, nine, ten 10 concussions in his damn career. And he's headed to the Hall of Fame. He was gaining nothing from those interviews his sponsor subways got nothing against subways like subway subs eat them all the time they i don't think they were gaining anything from this either you know and tua isn't really the game show type you know what i'm saying that's this is not who you know you you take over doing that you you need to have like a more outgoing personality and to get people involved and get them excited. And you've got to add excitement to it and all that. And that's just not his thing. And then at the same time, deep down inside, he knows that he's going into those interviews and he's expecting the concussion question over and over and over again. And it can only be so much that you can take as a human being. Because it's the same question over and over again, or then they get to some ridiculous extremes, like the guys on Levy's show did. You know, oh, I thought I thought you guys were, I thought you know maybe you should sue him for murder if uh, if you died and this and that. You know, and half the section of that, uh, I, I I don't I don't rare I, I I don't really watch that show, so I don't know where they stand. But apparently, after watching the show and watching that interview and watching Levitard after. He was pointing out like half of them were really quiet, and I would imagine that that half was the half that was like Tua can't play or whatever, and so now they're quiet because he's there and they can't, you know. And since they've been bashing him the whole time or something, I don't know. That's kind of the impression I got. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I might be jumping to some conclusions on that when I don't watch the show, so I don't know which one of them, if any of them, were bashing him. It seems like those guys were bashing. Because they wanted no part of the interview. You know what I'm saying? But um, none of the interviews were any good, to be quite honest. That's all. And and I had no problem with him canceling the rest of the interviews. And whoever is butthurt, whatever. This podcast replay is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Check out the retail store in Miami Gardens at 5150 Northwest 167th Street. Plenty of cigar gear and a relaxing lounge. This is the Perdomo way. What did you think of when you heard, because you were the one saying, you know, if you were the Dolphins, this is going back to the season, that you would hold them out the rest of the season. They asked him why the protocols took so long, and he said they didn't even start the protocols until the season ended the the two weeks during the game he said that they had not even you know it, it just yeah cuz they, had, no, they yeah. had they had no intentions no, on playing them no intentions i was i found that that was like one of the only things where i was like just because he was tired of hearing about the protocol thing he was just like look dolphins we didn't even start the he's like i want i think he said he wanted to play but the dolphins were not going to even right. start it till after the protocols his crazy ass would have played the week after dude that's what his crazy ass did, but they's like, you know, we have no intentions, and I'm glad the Dolphins did that. There's no, there's no reason to play him this year. You, he, he's done enough. He's put himself enough at risk. Now he needs to move on and and turn the corner. And I, I think we talked about this already. The judo stuff. I took judo for a few years when I was in private school, uh, and and it does teach you how to fall, and it's has stuck with me forever. It helped me um, when I was skiing once that I almost water skiing and um, they they were dropping me off on the on the coast. Right. As I was skiing, they were dropping me off where you would ski right into, you know, like the lower and the shallow part. And then, you know, you're, you're right there at the at the base of the beach, you know, that kind of stuff. And I ended up hitting some rocks. And it ended up catapulting me forward. And, and, and in catapulting me forward, I then did the somersault to then kind of break my fall. And that all came from from judo. And when I stopped, there was like this rock that was right there. <laughs> when I rolled over and I and I was able to brace myself, it was a rock. Another time I was snow skiing. And I remember that I was on a. Is it it's yellow, green and then blue, right? And then and then it's black and then double black, right? Or or there or or is or is there a double blue or something like that? I know it was like um, it wasn't it wasn't on a black or a double black. I did a double black and my God, I almost got myself killed. But it was kind of a kind of testy. I don't know, maybe it might have been blue or maybe a I don't know if there's another level before black. And I was, you know, cutting going back and forth, cutting sideways, you know, lifting snow and all that kind of stuff. And and in one where I ended up falling and again, I broke my fall by being able to spin my body. And when I stopped, I stopped at a log that was in front of me. And and that's because I didn't fall where I was Like completely out of control. I was trying to break my fall by turning over and doing the things that I learned in judo years ago. So, this will help him. Now, it's not going to help you. That last concussion, judo ain't going to help you on that one because you were already off balance and you were going to land the way you were going to land. You weren't really going to have a chance to roll on that one. So, it's not going to help you in every case, but there are cases. Where, you know, I, I've, I've caught myself where you're going to trip and you know you're going to fall, but you're already bracing for the fall because you're getting ready to roll. And these are things that you do learn in judo. And it, and it has stuck with me and it's something natural for me for the rest of my life. Again, I'm not going to tell you every time you've ever fallen in your life, you're going to be able to learn how to break that fall. Some of them are gonna be off balance and you have no choice. You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that you cannot control sometimes, but there are moments that you will be able to control, embrace and break your fall. And hopefully, you know, those are the moments where Judo comes in, but he's, you know, it's one of those things that he's going to need to continue to take it for a while. So because I took it for several years, like three years, it was so at least it was burned into me because I was doing it every week. You know, we had judo class every single week. Can't tell you about, you know, my 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 daughter got the brown belt in karate. Um, But in judo. I can definitely tell you that it will help you in breaking your fall. This podcast replay is brought to you by sports grill with over 35 years of making it special grilled. They're celebrating the start of football season with 15% off all bone in wings. Visit any of their seven locations all over South Florida. Uh, by the way, um, night, thank you for the love on the super chat. He says, you miss uh, understanding. He wasn't allowed to advance forward in the pro. That's my point. That's my point that he wasn't allowed in the protocol to finish out until after the season. So that report, which I believe it was Schefter that put it out there, well, if two advances or – no, there was never a chance you were ever going to see him. That was bullshit. That's what I'm trying to tell you, that they put – and I think I told you guys throughout, he's done. He's not playing anymore, Okay. And then these reports were coming out. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And now it comes out that they, they did not let him get through the protocol until after the season. That's awesome. That was the right thing to do. And, and I'm glad. And, you know, listen, some of you out there, you had this crappy idea about, well, he's not ready for the Pro Bowl. Who gives a shit about the Pro Bowl? The guy, I, I said the entire time, he needs the entire offseason. They did not say that. They I not tell you that he didn't need to play anymore. That It was done. There was no reason to. And I'm glad that they thought the same thing from the get-go. So those reports that came out were inaccurate. He had no shot at ever coming back. He was never coming back this season. He was never retiring. He was never leaving football either. That was another silly-ass thing that people put out there. I get it. Listen, some of you out there, you live scared lives. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you you, you, you want everybody else to live the same scared life that you do. You know? That, that's just not the way it goes. He was never quitting. That was never in doubt. None of that crap. But what he needed was rest. And we talked about this because of the Sidney Crosby thing. We talked about this because of the doctor. Um, God, what's the guy's name again? The former hockey player and doctor that's a concussion expert that he, you know, talked about that. So, uh, to me, it's just one of those deals where this shows you. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, sometimes some of these things are they're just reaching. And they were reaching when they were saying that well, if Miami advances, there's a shot you could see no there was no shot you could see to He wasn't even in the protocol yet. You know, they let him do the initial bullshit, but the stuff that he needed in order to clear, they didn't they didn't even allow him to start going through it until the season was over. That's why when McDaniel was asked, he was like, "Hey man, we're just worried about him recovering now." And he left it at that. He left it like we're not even talking about playing with Tua. Go look at those interviews at the end. Every time he was asked about that, it was like, "Hey, man, we're not even talking about that right now. We're worried about the person, and that's because they had moved already forward out of the season. It didn't matter. This was Skyler's team. If they advanced in the second week, it was it was going to be Skyler's team that was going. Or you know, if Teddy came back or whatever. But that's the direction that they were going in." The entire time. They were never coming back to Tua, which is the smart thing to do. Give him time, let him rest, protect him from himself, because unfortunately, Tua's crazy ass does not protect himself. You know, he is just an absolute warrior and he will put his body on the line. And he will risk anything for his team to try to get a victory. And sometimes that's a little too crazy, you know? So a guy like that needs to be protected from himself. This podcast replay, it's brought to you by Edge Energy Drink. Grab the energy drink that gives me the edge with the best ingredients, low pH levels, delicious, and zero aftertaste. Order it at myedgedrink.com. I'm more intrigued if I'm a Dolphins fan, okay? If you want a little dolphins, little little chomping on the bit, a little meat on the bone, okay. If you're a dolphins fan, you want to look at okay, Wilkins, how they're going to handle this, how they're going to handle the sealer situation. What are they going to do with Byron Jones? You know, this is what I want to find out about. Okay, that's what I want to find out about. Okay, where where is Nick Needham in his recovery. Where's Trill Williams in his recovery? Where's Brandon Jones in his recovery? You know, these are the things that I want to find out about. I'm not really concerned about Vic Fangio signing. I know I can imagine what the old man's doing right now. He's trying to nail down a couple of interviews, get a couple of the assistant coaches that he needs so he can round everything out it's already done. He's coming. I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. Okay. That I'm more worried about, okay, now what's the next phase of redoing the roster where you've got to give some people money that they deserve because there's a couple of guys that deserve, you know, new contracts. Um, Then I'm sure we're going to also see Tua get tagged and pick up his fifth year option because that would only make sense. And then it's a matter of, okay, what's the free agent market? Let's find out over the next couple of weeks before free agency starts, who's going to be actually available? Who's gonna get tagged? Who's gonna get released? Who's trying to rework a deal? All those kind of things, because we still don't know. That's why I don't get too much into free agency, because I don't know who's available. You know, they're all writing articles now, players that could be cap casualties, this, that. And you could be right on a lot of them, but you might be wrong on some. So that's why I don't waste my time with that. But if you're really thinking about that, if you want to really think about something on what the Dolphins need to do, those are the important things. The Fangio stuff is taken care of. And then obviously he's working on, as you saw, he's already working on assistant coaches you saw that report with um, what was uh with Tom Donatel the Charger's assistant coach right so they're they're trying to interview him for a secondary job because he's Ed Donatel's kid that obviously fans you and him have a long history okay this is all being taken care of it's just too many of you are too, are too worried about the fluff stuff about the contract and this that and all that stuff's already been taken care of. You don't have to worry about all of that. And they'll announce it's a coaching thing. It's not against the cap. It's not stuff like that. So this stuff, they can pace themselves. They can do whatever the hell they want. He doesn't need to be here to tell you and have a get at the podium and say, oh, I'm really happy to be here as a defensive coordinator so you can feel better about yourself. Okay, there's a lot of other things. He's got to find his assistant coaches. He's got to interview the current coaches that he has to make sure he's satisfied with those guys. He might move around some of those guys that he currently has. I don't know. But all of that stuff is being done, and it it gets done under the radar. It doesn't get done for you guys to see. That's the last thing you got to worry about, Okay you could think about some of the other things, the tangible stuff that you really need to worry about. Okay, that's what's going to set this team up for the next off season. The Fangio stuff is, it's done. Now I'm I'm intrigued to see who he gets as his assistant coaches, but at the same time, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna complain about him? He's an established coach, he knows what the hell he wants. He's been in the league for damn ever, man. I'm not worried about that part, okay? I'm more worried about the handling of the off season and what you're going to do to get better. That, to me, is the most important part of it all. This podcast replay is brought to you by Slowman's Home Security. The first 40 big o listeners right now dial 1-800-ALARM-ME. We'll get this limited time offer, a free doorbell camera that connects directly to your smartphone with installation of your Slowman's shield. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Um, draft picks. Dolphins again to remind you we will be um hopefully doing a draft show okay uh we are hoping to do it at a bar we're in the works working on that stuff see if we can get the uh the draft done on thursday and friday we're not going to do saturday this year they do have a sixth and a seventh round pick we don't know exactly the spots yet because remember they have to add the compensatory picks that'll push everything back and they'll adjust it and all that stuff but they do have a sixth and seventh round picks. They have one pick in the second round, the fifty-first overall pick in the draft, and then they have two picks in the third round, seventy-seven and eighty-four. Those are already there, okay, and set. So uh, those are the picks. Uh, so really, the second and the third rounds is going to be the the juicy part of the draft because you have no force, no fists. And uh, you have a six and a seventh rounder, so it's uh, it's going to be kind of a lame draft, to be quite honest, you know. Although knowing Chris Greer, he probably will wheel and deal one of the thirds to make it like two fours or something like that. They do a good job in their in their middle to late rounds. Uh, they they actually do fine guys, so you, you never know with these guys because you know they're 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 liable to to wheel and deal and and make all kinds of uh, crazy-ass moves to uh, open things up. You never know, might might even trade a player uh, for a pick if, they, if they're able. You know, Cedric Wilson is another one of those guys that they're not going to need. They're going to want to unload, and they're probably going to want to unload to get some kind of a third-day pick at this point. They're not going to be able to get a really high pick for him, but um, somebody might want, you know, Cedric, uh, because you just there's no use for him now. Once you once you had to, once Tyreek became available, he became expendable, unfortunately, and you can't go through another season like that. So there are guys that could bring you an extra pick, somewhere in that third day. Cedric Wilson is one of those guys that could be bringing you back a fourth, a fifth, a sixth round. I mean, they got a third rounder for for Devontae Parker, which, my lord, that is an un- it's funny how Greer now bamboozles B- Belichick, where, you know, Belichick always bamboozled every GM we had here. He bamboozled them for a six-rounder for the wide receiver. Uh, what's his name now? I'm forgetting the kid. Solid kid, a uh, solid possession guy, but he's a back-end receiver. I forgot his name now and he had him for you know he he traded a, a late round pick for him and used him for a couple weeks let him go and then Miami signed him back again somebody will remember the damn name for the kid and uh, and now you see this move with Devontae Parker and it's like uh, yeah third round pick hells to the yeah bring it on